Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast aimed at paediatric trainees or anyone interested in child health. I'm Asim, one of the paediatric trainees in Wales. Today we're trying something new with our podcast, the first of our field reports. Last weekend at the Royal Gwent Hospital in Newport was a paediatric careers day aimed at medical students and foundation trainees who might be interested in a future career in paediatrics. This is run up and down the country by local hospitals alongside the Royal College of Paediatricians and the United Kingdom Aspiring Paediatricians Society. So if you're a medical student or a foundation doctor interested in a paediatric career, then have a listen into this podcast. First, we have up an interview with Fiona Astell, the paediatric trainee who organised this event in Newport, and with James Clark, a careers manager from the RCPCH. Interspersed throughout this episode, you'll hear audio clips from a talk given by Dr. Dale, a general paediatrician who's also the training officer for the Royal College of Paediatrics for Wales. So let's get started. Um, so, I'm Asim, by the way, I'm one of the presenters for Dragon Bites. I'm joined today by Fiona Astle, one of the paediatric registrars here. Do you want to mm-hmm. say hi, Fiona? Hi. Hi. And um, by James Clark, who's uh, joined us from the Royal College of Paediatricians. Nice hi. to meet you. Yeah. Hi. Um, so, we're here at this um, day. Uh, Fiona, do you mind just telling us a little about what today is? Yeah, so today is something that we've organised um, with the Royal College. Um, and it's essentially, um, it's a day looking at careers in paediatrics. So it's an event to encourage medical students and foundation doctors to choose paediatrics as a career choice, but an opportunity for them to get some more information about the application and interview process, but also get some hands-on opportunities for communication skills. We've got some clinical skills this afternoon, prescribing skills with our wonderful pharmacist, Kate Morgan. <laughs> um, and we've had some um, children and their families come and speak to us as well about their experiences. So a bit of everything. It's been a really interesting day so far. Good. How do you think this is going to, you know, how do you think this is going to encourage people to come come join the team? <laughs> well, hopefully people will just, it's a bit of a recruitment drive, isn't it? <laughs> it is really. I mean, I think it's great. Any of these sort of events, when they see the whole group of sort of trainees and consultants giving up their Saturday to tell everyone how much they love paediatrics, I hope that sort of really sort of inspires people to think, oh, this is a really nice specialty, you know. A really sort of uh, committed bunch of people who you know, enjoy what they're doing and want to tell other people about it. So. And we've had really good numbers turn out today mm. from all across the UK, not just Wales. So. So even somebody here from Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like choose hashtag choose paediatrics. Yeah. Mm. Really hot topic right now. Um, f- from the Royal College, like um, what what are the other things that are currently happening to try and help bring in paediatricians? So yeah, this is the hashtag choose paediatrics is the start of our sort of. Uh, well, initial sort of three-year plan to try and sort of address recruitment and, and retention in paediatrics, our whole workforce-wide thing. So uh, people may be aware that we've just sort of launched some video content that we've done. So there's, there's quite a lot of that that's available sort of uh, on various social media channels and on the web pages. Um, and uh, yeah, we've sort of spruced up the web pages quite a lot as well to sort of uh, better highlight all the things that we already do. But particularly when we're looking at sort of keeping our workforce as well, we're, we're very much now trying to find out what else we can do to try and help with, on top of that. So, so it's uh, something to cover the whole sort of spectrum of uh, bringing people into paediatrics and also keeping people in paediatrics and keeping them enthused and, uh, and uh, happy. Absolutely. Any thoughts from yourself, Fiona? 
What, to keep people in paediatrics? <laughs> <laughs> to, to help people join us. To help people join. Yeah. Um, I think it's just about, um, so we've had a few conversations today with medical schools, uh, well, medical students, um, and they, they seem to have a very short period of time opportunity to do any paediatrics yeah. during medical school. I think um, myself and one of the other registrars here um, were quite lucky in that we got 10 weeks, mm. but that is by far not the norm. No, um, and I think having events like this, um, it just gives them that chance to come and speak to people about it when they might not have the opportunity at med school. We've even got some people here today that haven't actually done a paediatric placement yet because they're not that far enough into med school. Yeah. Um, it is great that they're still enthusiastic. Did I hear what? There's a sixth former here? There's a sixth there former here yeah. as well, yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah, sorry, I was just saying that no, we're, we're very aware of the varying amount of exposure that people get to paediatrics, particularly earlier on in their medical training. So these sort of careers in paediatrics uh, events are something we're trying to roll out a lot more across the country. So you came to the one we did in Bristol last year, which is kind of the second one we'd run after one place at the college, but we've been to sort of Liverpool already this year and another one at the college, now to Newport. Uh, and we've got one lined up in Halifax in January uh, and there's going to be one in Newcastle in March and another one in Liverpool probably in May so hopefully it's something that we can sort of roll out a lot further to try and give people a real chance to see see what it's like as a, as a specialty. It's, it's nice to have it outside of London Definitely, as well. Definitely, no, we're very much trying mm. to make sure that we go sort of deeper and further away around the country. Yeah, excellent. Um, and just a final question because I know we're, we're all like super busy today and we've got to rush <laughs> off and do some teaching. Um, any thoughts about what you know paediatric trainees can do at the ground level to try and improve, you know, pe- uh, the experiences of like medical students and foundation doctors to come join us? Um, I th- so feel like students coming to the wards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think just being enthusiastic, um, but equally not sugarcoating it. Like no, it isn't. It isn't perfect all the time. Not every child is going to smile at you. So I think being honest, um, helping them, not just ignoring them, getting them involved, getting them seeing patients. Um, and just getting a little feel for the career and, and coming to days like this. Yeah, no, I <laughs> agree. And it's something that's in, there's a nice blog that was done, or a couple of nice blogs that were done for the hashtag Choose Pediatrics campaign. But those sort of first meetings, I think, with students in particular, and, but also foundation doctors have with different specialties can be so important. So, yeah, just as you said, engaging people when they're on the wards and then getting them involved. So I hope at the end of the day you're, you're going to feel a, a bit more of an idea of what paediatric is all about, really. So this is your day, not ours. So what? So I want you to make the most of uh, speaking to the trainees and our senior nurses about what paediatrics is really like. It's okay me speaking, but this is the team who have been through the system already, and the nurses especially, the ones who actually, in our children's assessment unit, they will teach you a lot more than I ever will. So for, for General Nicola, are, are very important here. So, um, I mentioned Jan Nicola. I don't know what, what your thoughts about nurses are. I think when you first met <laughs> I, I say this slightly lighthearted, but I say to every trainee, when you're a new trainee, it's the nurses that actually teach you a lot more than the doctors ever will. So, I never ignore what nurses tell you, because they're almost always right, really. <coughs> While at the event, I was lucky enough to speak to a number of the trainees there. Here's a brief excerpt from an interview I had with Nico and Imogen, two foundation doctors. Nico, who has started a placement in paediatrics, and Imogen, who's going to be doing a placement with us later this year. And they tell us a little bit about why they're interested in a career in child health.
So I'm here with a couple of the foundation doctors who, who are working in Wales at the moment, um, Nico and Imogen. Um, so Nico, what is it about paediatrics that makes you want to come join us? So um, I'm currently on my first F1 job in paediatrics and what I found is that the whole staff have just been so welcoming the whole way through and I've not met any other profession where the juniors are so well supported by their seniors. I, my consultants especially, if you have any questions whatsoever, they'll always be there to help, whether it's practical skills, clinical skills, or actually on the floor dealing with patients. Um, and I just feel like the whole way up the tier through training, everyone looks after each other so well, and the atmosphere throughout the whole children's hospital I work in is just really, really great. And I'm looking into a career that I want to do for the rest of my life, or 40 years, 50 years. I think you need to love where you work and love the people you work with, and everyone's been amazing to me so far. It's amazing. Like um, I'm here with Dr. Dale as well, but having foundation experience seems to make a real difference to recruitment, doesn't it? I think it probably does. I think hopefully we cement people's thoughts about doing paediatrics or not really. I think having a good enthusiastic department enthuses you a bit more and say, I fit in nicely with the, my future colleagues and I just want to do it really. So it's great to get some experience beforehand and to be working a good team because paediatrics certainly a lot of teamwork really compared to any other specialties. Lovely. So Imogen, you're also thinking about, you're here with us at this career space, you're also thinking about a career in paediatrics. What, what, what appeals to you about it? Yeah, so also quite similar to Nico, um, I'm undertaking an F1 job in paediatrics at the end of the year, so I'm kind of eagerly anticipating that. Um, I think for me personally, one of the things that uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed about paediatrics as a medical student was, again, that sort of environment where everyone's very supportive, there's a really good sort of atmosphere and vibe within the sort of paediatric team and also working with all the patients and their families. I think for me, the reason I kind of got into medicine was I just kind of enjoy that interaction with people on sort of a human level and I think paediatrics really kind of encompasses that. You obviously have your clinical responsibilities and sort of using your clinical knowledge but I don't know, it's one of those specialties where you can kind of be with the family, be with the children, the parents and kind of that um, varied interaction between, you know, adult to adult and adult to children and kind of just having that whole um, sort of experience with the whole family. I think that's something that I've really enjoyed and sort of realising that you can make an impact and make a difference and it isn't always necessarily just the clinical aspects of it. Um, so, you know, interacting with the children and their family, having a laugh, having a play um, and just sort of making a small difference um, while you're kind of chipping away at those underlying clinical problems that you're trying to deal with, I think is, it's really dynamic and it's really interesting um, yeah, and, and satisfying. That's lovely. We were mentioning one thing earlier on about the team working. Well, a patrician who's no longer with us now said to me, it doesn't matter where you work, it's the people you work with. Yeah, the most 100% agree. Because you yeah. work in a department where you don't fit, life is awful. Whereas if you do fit in, life makes it much better, really. So it's, whatever you do in life, you know, find a department where you think, or a specialty you fit into, will make life a lot, lot better. And it's good fun as well. All the medical, medical specialties have gone their own ways. It's the great general ones. You've got a wide spectrum of things you can do. Um, you can be an acute paediatrician, you can be a community paediatrician, and we need community paediatricians, definitely. Uh, you can be highly specialised or be a general paediatrician. But I would say a general paediatrician is a specialist in themselves. So not just because you haven't done specialty training, 
So general peace is practically the most important one of all. But um, I, and that I'm a general paediatrician, but I also do tertiary care gastroenterology as well in the children's hospital as well and here. So it's a great opportunity in paediatrics because we're general. If you want to be a general paediatrician, that's great. You can sub-specialise in something and be good at something better than your colleagues or complement your, your department, which I think is difficult in other specialties. So this is why paediatrics is so, so good. Um, we've got um, lots of academic paediatricians. There's lots of research available in paediatrics. Um, and we're probably the one specialty who is most open to less than full-time training. I caught up again with Fiona Astill later that day and spoke to her briefly about why she loved working with children and why she thinks all trainees should consider a career here in Wales. I'm here with Fiona Astill, who's yeah. one of the paediatric registrars who's currently running today's event. Mm-hmm. So two quick questions, um, Fiona. Yeah. First, why do you love working with kids? Um, I love the variety. You never really know what's going to come through the door um, and it's lovely being able to work with preterm babies that maybe are like sort of minus zero if you like minus one and um, right up into sort of 15 16 17 year olds um, with the special needs no one day is the same and um, we're saying to some of the um, people here today that you can there's there's nothing quite like being being fist bumped by a toddler at three in the morning or doing a jigsaw puzzle and just making them being able to make them smile especially if they're really quiet it just it's just a really nice feeling it's good fun, lots of variety. Yeah, it's great. It's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and next question, why should everyone come and train with us here in Wales? So I feel like I can answer this, but not being Welsh, hmm. um, so I chose to come down here for foundation years, mm-hmm. um, but partly because of the location and um, because it worked for, for families. Um, but then I chose to stay and do paediatric training here. Um, and what I love about Wales is everyone is really, really friendly. Like, you don't meet nasty people down here <laughs> like all the hospitals are really friendly the nurses the doctors and um, the pharmacists the domestics and of course my colleagues as well and the students um i think we get a good range of patients like we've got cardiff which is our sort of specialist center but equally and um, places like newport and royal gwent and swansea have their own specialist areas as well so there's a lot of variety and um, people to come across well, i mean wales is beautiful we've got the beaches within half an hour or an hour, depending how far west you want to go. Um, and then you can go up to the Bracken Beacons, we've got Snowdonia. Um, and equally, we're not that far away from places like Birmingham and London if you need to get there for a weekend. So just, it's a good location. House prices aren't too bad compared to England. It's much better than London. <laughs> much better than London. And Bristol, I think, and Bath as well. So house prices are quite good. Um, it's a really good training environment. You generally feel very supported. Um, and people are really happy for you to be here. At first, they seem a little bit confused if you're not from Wales. <laughs> They're like, why? And people are like, so why did you come here? And it's like, well, actually, I really like it, and that's why I stayed. You don't have, I think the important thing is you do not have to be able to speak Welsh. I'm, I'm a non-Welsh speaker. That shouldn't put people off coming here. But there are opportunities within the NHS to learn Welsh. For free? For free. Um, and equally, the way paediatric training works is that the, the North trainees, or they were sort of all under Wales deanery, the, the North Wales trainees will do some of their placements in Liverpool and Mersey um, in Alderhey. So there isn't that concern like some other specialties that maybe you have a year in South Wales and then a year in North Wales and you're constantly flicking between the two. Um, so you'll either be just North Wales or just South Wales unless you choose to. So it's nice having that um, assurance that you can buy a house and be able to commute. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you very much, Fiona. Okay. All right.
interestingly, I never thought about it until yesterday, but one of the trainees who was uh, coming with us said, you're the only specialty where we call you by your first name. I haven't really thought of that until now. I think if you've been a foundation doctor in, with the medics and the surgeons, they seem really quite formal. And I was surprised by them, this person said yesterday, we call you by your first name. And I thought that was normal. But in fact, it's probably a way of, of how we come across as paediatricians to the trainees, which is great. Amongst the talks that the students and foundations got to listen to were a few brief ones from fellow registrars who are currently working in paediatrics. We now have a series of excerpts from their talks. First up, we have a talk from Ellen Powell, who discusses her work with the charity Over the Wall. Then I have a little discussion with the medical students about my interests in academia and the year I spent working in academia. And then Emily Jones, a paediatric trainee who came down from the West Midlands, discusses how she got a trip to Disneyland with her patients out of being such a great doctor in the area. Um, so now, now you're going to hear from um, three registrars who have all done something a little bit different in their training and um, just some extra opportunities. Thanks Fiona. Um, my name's Ellen. I'm one of the paediatrics registrars in training in Wales. Um, and I want to talk to you about Over the Wall. It's a national charity and what it does is it arranges and provides free residential camps, so essentially a summer camp in the traditional American sense, um, for children who have serious health challenges, siblings of children with serious health challenges, because they are often very much affected by their siblings' problems as well, uh, and their families too. So what they do, so they provide week-long health challenges in sibling camps and weekend family camps where children come and their families come from Friday to Monday. Uh, and it's based around a theory of therapeutic recreation. So um, we challenge children to go a little bit beyond their comfort zone and they find that they can thrive there and they manage to meet their challenges um, and they can go home with more confidence, more resilience and, and actually just more friends. You learn a whole lot about yourself, what your skills are, how you communicate with children you learn a whole lot about children with serious illnesses, how they manage <coughs> at home, how they are with their parents, how they are at camp. You learn how serious illnesses impact families. You learn how to communicate with children and young people, which is very useful when you then come back to work. And you learn new skills as well. I go back every single year because it is like a reset button. Working for a year in paediatrics is very rewarding and it can be really fun but it can be a little bit draining when you see um, unwell children with lots of um, issues and difficulties coming in quite a lot. So when I go to camp it's like resetting my batteries and remembering that actually these are children not patients and it really reminds me why I love working in paediatrics. So this is the Beach Patrol team this year, we went to the disco as characters from The Lion King. <laughs> Fab, any questions at the moment? So before I should go on. Yes. Which Lion King character did you go as? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a generic lion, I'm afraid, which is why I had to. Um, you got away with saying like Nala. Yeah. And <laughs> like we wouldn't have met <laughs> There were about five of us though, okay. so we had to go as a pride. Okay. <laughs> 
and, and I'll say, if you want to learn about a condition, really learn about a condition, is do this sort of thing or go to a family group meeting. We think in hospital, we understand what families have to cope with with their children. But in fact, if you go to a meeting like this or any event like this, you come back thinking you really understand what it's like to be a parent. Because we don't in hospitals, really don't. And it's great fun as well. Yes. Great fun. Thank you. Previously as well. I'm Asim, for those of you who haven't, haven't met me. I'm one of the PEDS trainees currently working in ED. So I've been asked to come along and have a chat about um, experiences outside of paediatrics and another reason to do paediatrics is all the stuff you can do adjacent to it. I was lucky enough to do an academic year, so I'm going to talk a little bit about what I did during my academic year. Um, but feel free to interrupt me at any point if you've got more specific questions um, and I'll talk around it. The reason I bring this up is in medical school and probably you know, during your foundation training, the, the focus is very much in those, these top two areas, clinical practice and self-improvement. Like that's pretty much everything you do. And at the start of ST training as well, or whatever specialty you go into, that's a lot of what your focus is. It's like, oh, how do you be a good doctor? Which we need, we need to learn how to do early on. But then as you progress to your, through your career and that stuff kind of becomes second nature, you then start having to work on all these other little elements of your career. But normally people pick like one or two of these areas that they really like. So some people really like leadership stuff and some people really want to focus on well-being or quality improvement. This is all important stuff to make you a better all-rounded doctor. And as you, by the time you get to consultant level, and Dr. Dale can correct me on this if I'm wrong, a lot of your work is more focused on these other areas rather than just pure clinical practice. Yeah. One of the great things about doing PEDS in Wales is it's a really unique opportunity you have here. But if you're an S, if you get to an SC3 level, which all of you will when you inevitably apply, um, there's one post per year that's as an academic ST3. What you do is pick a subject area you're interested, you get to do some research into it, you get to work on your teaching stuff and stuff like that. The only prerequisite is you get your exam done by ST2 level, but we, like I'm by far and away amongst the dumbest of the paediatricians. I got through it. Um, I failed a, a couple of exams. So yeah, even like- Only like a couple, not my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me say that. <laughs> I know I'm well, that's all right. I'm just teasing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, so it's completely doable. You don't have to be a, a genius to become an academic. That's what I'm trying to say. This, this year isn't an out of program year either. You don't need to leave training in order to do it. It counts as your training. Right, so I was the third person to do this, the people who've done it before me. The first person did a master's in medical education. The second person did something, but I keep forgetting to ask her what she did. Does anyone know what Laura did? Yeah, she did um, quite a lot of research based on the neonatalionist. Amazing. So that's and what Laura did. <laughs> <laughs> and had a baby. And had a baby. That wasn't my aim. So. <laughs> neonatal research. <laughs> So this was my academic year. I'm not going to try and toot my own horn too much about it. I did a lot. So my research was, um, was with the Burns team. So I did a lot of Burns and safeguarding concerns stuff. That was the bulk of my time. But I also re I really liked teaching people and chatting to people and finding out what people want to know. So I did a lot of teaching stuff. I also did my postgraduate certificate in medical education too. Um, and then I did this big, I became the written exam teaching lead for all of Wales for MRCPCH. Did this big QI project. Um, and we'll talk a bit more about that in a second. So that's basically, that was my academic year. So I learned to do high quality research, so that's knowing how to use statistics, how to clean data, doing a literature search and finding where the gaps are in what we know. And it's amazing about how, how much, 
The amount of stuff we do is completely lacking in evidence, and we kind of just assume we're doing the right thing. So we're so like if you're a researcher, you're at the forefront of proving what should be done or what shouldn't be done anymore. I love that you're the cutting edge, and what people start doing is because of what you said, which is lovely. That's power. That's real power. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, I learned how to sell my work. I don't know. Has anyone tried to write an abstract ever? Yeah, it's a pain. It, like it's really hard. I never know how to condense like, I don't know, two months worth of work into 200 words. You just end up wasting words. I found out how to do it properly because I had a professor. I was working with Professor Alison Kemp. Um, but like she taught me how to write a really good abstract, sell your work really well, how to do a good cover letter when you're publishing an article. I mean, like these are skills you just never get taught. Well, I'm a member of the Pediatric Trainee Committee alongside Fiona and a few of the others here, so I get to like help improve training in Wales for all the paediatric trainees so as we don't get sort of screwed over by workload and stuff. It's a kind of losing battle, but sometimes we get wins. <laughs> Sorry, I that. Um, but also I set up this, which is my favourite thing. So some of you might have heard of this. This is Dragon Bites. It only got launched six weeks ago. But from my quality improvement project with written exam teaching, loads of people wanted specific teaching on really difficult topics like um, metabolic diseases and necrotic syndrome. And amongst that, we started the whole teaching thing like via podcasts. So just anyone who wants to know about necrotic syndrome can come to our website and find out about necrotic syndrome by listening to a podcast in it while they're driving to work. It's amazing. I love it. Um, and we're doing like we're we're basically trying to tackle the whole of the progress curriculum. So anyone who's interested in being a pediatrician, like every element of the progress curriculum, we're trying to tackle with different um, podcasts. So. Hopefully, when you all become paediatricians, you'll use this resource. It's a Wales-driven resource, so when you become our trainees, it'll be great to have you contributing to this and going online. Hopefully, we'll get you interviewed today, and the few of you will have your voices online as well, if you're into that sort of thing. It'd be great. So what things asked me to talk about is some stuff that I'm doing and um, all that I've done outside of my work life. So who's done paediatrics, has done stuff on the paediatric wards? Anyone familiar with, or anyone not familiar with play specialists or play therapists as a concept? Yeah, everyone knows what they are. Right, fab. So where I work at the moment, we've got a lady called Joan, who's just had a very big birthday and is approaching retirement, but she still manages to be the biggest child I know. This woman brings in sweeties on a Sunday, no one's allowed to eat healthy food. She'll, if you bring in a cake made with banana cake or something, she gets really, really cross. And so that gives you a kind of idea of her and what she's like. About six months ago, she came up and said, Emily, I need to have a word with you. And I thought, oh God, what I The sad thing is that you never think someone's going to come and say something nice to you. So I need to have a word with you. Um, and she went on to tell me that in December, she's organising a trip to Disneyland and we're taking a load of our kids, 27 children from our patient background, um, who've either got an oncological diagnosis, hematological diagnosis, and they might not be on active treatment, they might have just finished, but we're taking loads of children to Disneyland for three days. Um, their parents are not allowed to come. These children are coming as children, not as patients, not as sons and daughters. They get to go and go and have a hug. So, I'm not going as a doctor, she's been very clear with me, you're not going there to do any medical stuff, you're not taking stethoscope, not doing any of that, you're going there to go on rides and have a great time and take these children sweets and stuff. So it sounds brilliant and I can't wait to go. The reason I'm getting to do that is because I've been working on that ward and I've made friends with the play team, I've made friends with these children and it's a really lovely thing to be able to do. 
essentially feed out against the world of your oyster. We can go and do anything. As um, oh, I'm gonna have to call you Dr. Dale, I can't call you P2 player Charlie. Adam Peter said, um, we are some of the last true journalists in medicine. We can do anything for anyone as long as you're less than 16 years old. And I think that gives us a lot of really good, really broad skills that we can take outside. And um, if anyone wants to ask me anything, come by me afterwards. Okay. Transition, so we can alter the advantage of paediatric. If you've got a difficult patient in home, 16 and get rid of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually quite good sometimes. However, as a, as a young lady coming later on this morning, who in fact has been with me for the whole of my consultant career here, well, I don't want to get rid of. I mean, some patients you get really attached to, and it's absolutely great. Over the course of this podcast, you've heard a number of excerpts from a talk given to us by Dr. Dale. So Dr. Dale is one of the paediatric gastroenterologists working in the Royal Gwent Hospital, but also a key player in the Royal College of Paediatricians in Wales. I managed to sit down with him and with James Clark from the Royal College to chat a bit more about what they were hoping to achieve with this recruitment drive. So Dr. Dale, it's great to have you here with us. We lost the recording briefly earlier, but we're going to get it back again now. Um, so what's the aim of uh, a day-to-day, you know, day like today, uh, these um, recruitment events we're doing with the trainers? Okay, I, I think we need to raise the profile of, of paediatrics for, for young doctors and medical students. Um, what worries me is most medical schools across the country only have five weeks of, of paediatric training, and that may be all a doctor gets in the whole of their lives. And we know a third of the population are children, and we need to provide better care for them. And any, anybody involved in paediatrics, whether they're going to be a GP or a paediatrician, is what we should be doing, I think, to uh, improve the child's care, because you know, they are the future generation, and we've got to look after them well. Um, and we see lots of very enthusiastic young people who, at medical school, perhaps want to do paediatrics, but I don't quite understand why, when it comes to application, we get much lower numbers. I think James has sort of heard that yeah, as no, well. Yeah, absolutely. It's something we really noticed, the fact that there seems to be a sort of something that happens between medical school and applying for specialty training. I think it's probably that limited exposure, the limited amount of paediatric posts in foundation school. So people then don't get a chance to see it and they perhaps see something else and they forget paediatrics because they only saw five weeks of it in medical school, which is so small, you know. So, yeah, another reason why we're trying to do more of these sort of events just to give people a chance to actually hear what paediatrics is about and what they can do to sort of experience it a bit more. So I think what we've done today is great. We have introduced them to what paediatrics involves, what a paediatrician does, what makes a good paediatrician. And also, uh, we've had two families come in with, with their children, one of whom has been through the whole paediatric service and into adult service, and so it's good for the, for the trainees and students to actually see the most important people, which is the patients, and hear from the parents about what they think a good paediatrician is and what's less than good. So I think that's just a great way of, of, of young people seeing exactly what we should be doing to be good doctors, really. And that's exactly what we're looking for when people are interviewing for specialty training as well. We're looking for people that understand what paediatrics is, how it works. How you should, what the sort of skills are that you need to do it well uh, and be able to sort of demonstrate that they understand that and that therefore they're going to be really good at it as well. But also, of course, we've got some nurses here mm-hmm. and we appreciate that, you know, when you are a very junior doctor in an A&E department or a children's assessment unit, 
that the people who train our doctors are the nurses. So we must involve nurses. And we're having a great day with, with their experience of what it's like to be a paediatrician and doing some paediatric procedures, and including prescribing, for example, which is very important in paediatrics. Absolutely, yeah. and Kate's going to be doing that now. That's great. I'm afraid we're going to have to cut the okay. interview there because people have got things to do. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you uh, thanks, James, and okay. thank you, Doctor. Uh, thank you. Have a right. What would you... And that's it for this week's podcast. I just wanted to thank everyone who was involved with this recruitment drive, particularly Fiona Astle for organising it alongside Dr Dale and James Clark. A special thank you to the registrars who contributed, Erin and Emily, plus all the other people who were present at the event. And another special thank you to Nico and Imogen for allowing themselves to be recorded for this podcast. It's always really useful to hear trainees' perspectives on taking up paediatric training. Join us again next week on Dragon Bite, where we'll have an episode about newborn screening with Dr. Graham Shortland. Please head to our website, www.dragonbitespodcast.com, to find out more about this episode. We're going to leave this week with a final excerpt from an interview with Dr. Dale. Thank you for listening to Dragon Bites. It was a really, really interesting chat, actually, with, with the families. I didn't record that for confidentiality's sake more so than anything else. Um, but hearing the transition and the difference uh, our patient had between her, uh, her paediatric care and her adult care was very, I thought, um, uh, it was a credit to paediatrics. Yeah, uh, I think we are very good at looking after young people. And what they do, and I've been a consultant for 20 years now, so I've seen a generation and a half go through. And I often uh, speak to some of the patients who have left paediatrics and gone to adult service, and every one of them says how much they appreciate what they've had in paediatric care in terms of being able to access paediatricians easily, being able to ring up and, and get the answers uh, addressed rapidly. Whereas in adult medicine, I think you can get lost quite easily in, in the service. So I think as paediatricians, we train our doctors and hopefully as consultants as well, we're good at being human with our patients and, you know, make me very approachable as well.